johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1670. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. And away we go with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, glad to be with you. There's plenty on the docket. We got all kinds of cool stuff, NBA Conference Finals, Stanley Cup Conference Finals, Major League Baseball. Oh, the boys love their soccer, big doings on the pitch. The PGA Championship, second leg of the Triple Crown in the boys' backyard. Oh, they're excited going to be jumping in Baltimore. Let's not waste any time. Let's dive right in. We invite you to go to sportsinsiderradio.com. Hello, boys. How's it going today, John and Mike? We are ready to rock and roll. You coming to Pimlico this year? You coming to the Preakness? <laughs> nice try. I can't. I can't. I it's been raining here for a month, and maybe it'll be sunny. No, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be. I know. That's what they say. Well, I'll be there all day Friday, Brian. So just you know, send me those black-eyed Susan horses. Well, I will tell you this. I'll just I'll throw it to you right now. Owendale. Owendale in the pre. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my pen. Owendale. 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 Post position draw coming up two hours from now. An hour and fifty-two minutes from now. And uh, we'll find out what the post position. I don't have a number for you yet. They haven't done the post position draw yet. But a new shooter at the Preakness thinks going to make some noise here. They might get a little pricey. I'm hoping. I, I would think maybe they make the horse 10-to-1 morning line. I don't know. We'll see. 
How big is it there? I mean, this this thing, and this is this is this, you know, is, it. this is what keeps the race course in business, basically, well, because we don't have a casino gambling at the race course like a lot of other tracks in the country. Basically, this is the heyday. This is you know, this is what keeps it going. I remember the one. I mean, I mean, the wayback machine. Uh, and again, uh, we always kid, but when you, when John shows up in the studio, he's literally got you know a case of electronic gear. Uh, going all the way back to the very beginning when literally I think it might have been the you could first start maybe doing videos on your phone or whatever and I'll never forget you doing a you went and did a a little soiree standing at the rail over at Pimlico absolutely yep 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 yep. you know I go out there usually like Mike the day before you know now I have to monitor my capital I can't just trust him to take the capital in and spread it around (laughs) It was one day. It was one one day. One day. He'll drop the he'll drop the hammer on any anything he sees that he likes the name of old school. Like my mother, she picks every winner because of the name. Yeah. I like that name. I got a, I got a cat named Larry. I got a cat named Larry. Let's bet him for twenty thousand. So uh, you, you know, look. Well, what is your feeling? We'll move on in a minute. But like you know, this is the big event. This is you know the. The 144th, I think, or 45th running of the of the Pimlico and of the Preakness, and you know it's our heyday, and everybody comes in. But again, you make more money on those days on the, with the undercard, correct? Uh, Usually, I actually I really like the Preakness this year. But generally speaking, yes, um, I, there are, there are opportunities on the undercard, uh, and there are defined opportunities at Belmont, Santa Anita. Uh, go to other tracks around the country where the best jockeys have vacated the premises to come to your joint, and all of a sudden there are real opportunities where some guy's riding on a horse against a, a horse where the jockey doesn't know how to ride. Right. And now everybody's all over the Baffert horse, right? Um, and uh, you got a lot of chalk in this race. That horse, obviously. That horse unfortunately, improbable. Yes, they do. And I, I had improbable underneath. Uh, in the derby, had him, yeah, he ran had, fourth, him right? had him hitting the board, uh, and right. uh, the one thing is, the poor horse has uh, an affliction, and he, I, mean, I, I love the animals, and you don't want anything to ever be wrong with them. But I mean, this horse has a real serious case of seconditis. Mm. I think Mike had that once. <laughs> seconditis. The second he stuck his hand in his pocket to, at the window, uh, I wish but, you. Why, know, look, why didn't you of all things? That, that's the thing you should have had the the camera going on. That would have been good, and then, then you'd oh, have doc, documented for all time instead of this legendary fish story. Right. But I mean, can you listen? We'll move on for a second for everybody who wants to get an edge in sports. But can you imagine a hundred and forty-four years? I can't even imagine how the betting was done. A hundred, you know, on Preakness one. You're talking. I mean, literally a hundred and forty-four years ago, these guys. It must have been so old school handwriting. Tech. I mean, oh, the grease no board. Computers. It was a grease board. Yeah, the grease. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just can't imagine it. It, it. It's amazing how ingrained horse racing wagering is into the fabric of of this state that we live in. And a lot of people, like you know, that's why again, people, a lot of people, they don't even view it as gambling. It's just part of their culture. It's, Out of uh, curiosity, and like in in the state can of, you Mar- imagine? Wait a minute, can you imagine eighteen seventy five? Wrap your head around that. Eighteen seventy five was was. Preakness one. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I'm curious because because there are apps here 
not all the apps uh, at all the properties. I mean, you, you got the sports app. Uh, not all of them have it, but several do with the horse racing component to it. So you can bet right off your phone. What's the deal in in the state? There is is it? You got to go to the oh, track. No, I have a tw- I have a Twin Spires account and a TVG account. But I mean, but in in the state of Maryland per se, there's no off track thing. Uh, no, there actually is a um, Timonium. If you're familiar, Timonium yeah. has off-track betting. Okay, you got to go to. You have to oh, you have to kind of go to a, a track. They don't have off-track parlors. Right, but it's a track where there's no like when there's no racing right. at that track. You can still bet over at the Pimlico. Right, Del, um, like Delmar does that. You know, when they're not racing, they've got a beautiful venue there. You know, set up. Right. Yeah. But again, it's going to be interesting when sports betting comes because obviously, like everything else, sports betting is the is the big thing. And again, talking about sports betting, um, do, I mean, again, did you watch that last shot? I got some great stats before we get into baseball and the, uh, the uh, some great numbers now that we're winding down in basketball that will amaze you in the NBA. But Kawhi Leonard, did you see? Did, did you right? Did you see that shot? I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, it, it climbed up. People, it climbed up the rim. Yeah, well, again, this goes back to trying to have an edge. Anybody that tells you they have an edge on a game like that, I mean, come on. This is why I love hockey and I love baseball for that precise reason. I mean, it was interesting. I did the numbers, and you don't have to take your pen out today. But now that we're literally at the end of the season, favorites had a marginal edge. You ready? In the entire NBA season after last night's game, favorites have an edge. This is the entire season? And the entire and through the playoffs. season, All right. and through the playoffs. So we're talking about twelve hundred and eighty completed games. What do you think the breakdown <laughs> was, favorite versus dog, and on the against the spread? Twelve hundred and eighty games after last night have been completed. Oh, against the spread? Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say favorites. Uh, twelve eighty four. You said twelve eighty four. No, twelve hundred eighty total. Twelve eighty. Twelve hundred eighty. Twelve eighty. I'd say something. Last it, night was the twelve eightieth game. I'd say favorites by um, something ridiculously close. Thirty, forty games. Hundred and forty-three favorites covered the spread, and six hundred and thirty-seven dogs covered the spread. On the closing number after last night, I'm going to repeat that: six forty-three and six thirty-seven. The favorites had a six-game edge over twelve hundred and eighty. And thirty would be ridiculously close. <laughs> six. That's crazy. So when you talk about literally, you have a fifty percent chance of winning any game you wager on, whether it be the dog or whether it be the favorite. Provided this is on the closing number, not the opening number. The numbers might be a little different on the opening number, or the mid-afternoon number, because these games move. Yeah, no, I yeah. I did that. Wait, I did the totals too. You're going to freak out uh, on the totals. Go ahead. Well, before we get right, before we get to the totals, I would venture a guess, uh, and it's a guess, but. It, it, you would probably be on board with this if we could find out. And there'd be a lot of work. But well, how hard was it to find that out? No, well, God, I'm listening. If you could find out what, go ahead. Well, I would venture a guess. The dog probably had a big edge in second halves. Oh, that uh, that would be a lot of work to to find out. But right. this is but, a do, real. Do, wait, wait. Well, do you agree with that? 
Yes. Because how many times have you said a team's down 9, 10, 12, and you play them in the second half, and they, you know. Right. But here's the thing. The dogs had a 51% edge at home. So those dogs that won 50% of the time, they had a much greater edge at home than on the road. Um, A little small edge, 51%. It was 221, 215, and 4. 221, so your edge. But again, look, it's the same six-game edge. It was six games six games um could you figure something out there's another one i mean you see you bring this stuff up and it's it's really intriguing you do it every wednesday i'd be very curious uh another thing because when you talk about you know playing dogs uh a plus number and uh, over the course of time yeah you only get hit one you know one out of three or two out two out of three in your print and dough uh would be of those home dogs that covered how many of those games actually won outright? And oh, yeah, at, to, that was at, require at, some work, right? Right, but but I mean, but over the course of time, right? Oh no, I mean, no, I'm sorry, I, already, I got the numbers. I got the numbers. Um, home dogs straight up thirty eight point one eight percent at home, a hundred and sixty eight and twenty two. Mike shaking his head. He can't believe I got all this. Uh, so, uh, yes, and, 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 and then the, it would be on, on average. 270, I'm sorry, 168 and 272. So they, they, That's pretty good. They, there was not 104 games, but imagine if you were betting the money lines. Well, that's what I'm getting at. I'm, no, that's what I'm right. talking about, the money line. that, And then, again, it would come to, on average, probably looking at like probably plus a dollar sixty maybe over the course of all those games, something like that. Right, but so this is the – this is where the spread is the great equalizer. Eight hundred and seventy-two and four twenty-five. Eight hundred and seventy-two and four twenty-five was the the favorites that actually won straight up on the money line, and, like you were talking about on the season. That's a four hundred and forty-seven game edge. That is sixty-eight percent. But six the games line, only against the spread. Right. You literally mitigated four hundred and forty-one games. With the spread, so when people sit there and they think they're going to sit on that, the moral of this story is for you listening. You think you're going to beat the computers when the computers give you an edge of six games to the favorite or six games to the dog. You're not going to if you if you're at home and you don't have a desire to purchase any advice, any system, any information, and you you then you you really it's a hard way to go because basically. All that stuff you do when you get off work or even while you're at work, all that searching on the computer, all that looking on ESPN and Google and, and searching trends and searching statistics and looking at game matchups and all these sites that give stuff out for free, and then they give you the top ten of where the public is betting supposedly versus where the sharps are betting. All that stuff gets you without any real computer systems to, to fight this battle. That gets you no edge. You're at a sick, you literally could have came home, opened up the paper, thrown darts at the board, or flipped a coin, and literally you had a 50% chance of just, if it's for entertainment's sake, 50% edge to win. No, Meaning, Brian, you had no edge doing the homework yourself. This is what these numbers show you. Long-term series of data over the we're not talking about a hot streak we're not talking about a week we're talking about 1280 games and people call here every day and they say mike you know i've been doing this on my own and i win some weeks and i lose some weeks 
And then you ask them, where do they stand? They say, I'm even. Well, even means they're down juice. They don't want to recognize that, but they're even. And the point is it's designed to keep you in the game. If you're out there and you're listening and you're in a state where sports wagering is now legal and you've never bet before, we've had people calling here and they're like, I don't understand. I can't get ahead. Well, what you need to understand is you don't need to do any work to basically be 50%. The worst guy in the world, the worst streak in the world will be mitigated by a great winning streak of equal value. So when you're sitting there and you're shaking your head, why me, why me, and you lost six games in a row, at some point, if you just keep flipping your quarter, you're going to win six games in a row. And at the end of the season, you will be 643 and 637 plus or minus six games. That's a lot of juice out of 1,280 games. Now, really quick before I get off this rant, and you're a totals guy, admittedly, in all things totals. You love totals, correct? Yes. Do you think the margin on the totals closing number in the NBA is greater than or less than the six-game margin on the spread? Let's start there. Oh, that'd be tough for them to pull that off with the totals as well. But I would venture a Ooh, guess. I like that. I would venture a guess. It's still probably remarkably close. Well, it's closer than the spreads. So Are you, you kid. So, so you ready? The overs had the edge six hundred and forty-three to six hundred and forty-one unders. Wrap your head around that. NBA started in October, November of last year. Twelve hundred and eighty games. Flip that same coin. You got a two-game edge. From a six-game edge. That's crazy. So if you're on, if you're telling me you're thirty percent and you're out there and you're listening, and you're like, I can't win. I'm thirty percent. You just didn't flip the quarter enough because if you bet enough games, you will be fifty percent. People don't want to hear that reality. Fifty in our world is zero. That's the basis of zero. Anybody can be fifty percent doing this because I just proved it. I could have bet every favorite the entire season, and I was fifty percent on the sides and the totals. The work is trying to get above that. Pretty impressive numbers, Michael. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if he was doing this in the beginning of the season or midway through, it would help me. But seems like he's <laughs> only only wanted to come up with these numbers in the playoffs when everything's already coming to an end. No, but we've actually, you know, we had a teaser system where we basically, if we're off, if we believe the line is off by a few points, we're giving that team more value by giving them more points on the teaser and it's been working out quite well in the playoffs. Now, during the regular season, we don't do that particularly, only in the playoffs. Because when teams are that good and they're that evenly matched, when you give the other team five or six and a half points, you substantially have a higher probability of winning. Now, it's not as easy as just taking the favorites in both games every day, but you know we've had a guy that particularly gives us teasers in the NBA playoffs, and he's been red hot. So aside from how well we've been doing in baseball. But soccer's here. You got the Gold Cup this summer. Not the Euro Cup, not the World Cup, the Gold Cup. And we have the Champions League final June 1st. We have Mexican League soccer. We have Brazilian League soccer. Most, mostly right now it's the abstract leagues. It's not the, the major Premier League or La Liga where everybody would know the teams. But there's still a lot of value across the board that we make in all these soccer leagues that most of the games start at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So, you know, it's not for the guy that's trying to watch the scoreboard or for somebody to just put in the bets, treat it like a business, and wake up the next day seeing a return in his account. 
It is Sportsbook Radio, the boys. Great information, 800-209-1679. Um, how about Sunday, Mike, uh, with those uh, championship games in the Premier League, and they were scoreboard watching, and they were hooting and hollering in one city, and then all of a sudden the air went out of the balloon. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, Liverpool is the team that right now is in the finals in the Champions League, and Manchester City lost to them um, in the Champions League. So the only fitting way was for them to actually win the Premier League because Liverpool, again, is looking for that that bigger trophy. And, you know, Manchester City pulled it through. I mean, they, they were ahead the whole time. They were playing against a very poor team. They were a huge favorite in that game. And literally up to the second half, it was only a goal differential. So it's, it's similar. The way that they run these, would run these games, they run them simultaneously, kind of like the World Cup, so the other team can't scoreboard watch. And, you know, they're both run at the exact same time. So it's very exciting because they don't have a playoff in the Premier League or in soccer in general unless you're going to the major tournaments. So, you know, the last game of the season, based on your point differential, is really decides who the, the winner of the league is. So it was very exciting, just like those two Champions League games last week. I remember when we talked last Tuesday, um, the first game was about to start. And No, sorry, the first game was on Tuesday. We talked we, our radio shows on Wednesday. The first game was incredible, and then it followed up Wednesday with an even better game where a team that was literally down 3-0, had no shot to win the game whatsoever, comes back and scores in the 90th, 96th minute. So literally when they scored, Brian, there was about three seconds left on the clock. Just imagine, they scored a goal when there was the last possession. If they didn't get this goal and he saved it, the game would have been over. And somehow they miraculously pulled through. They beat Ajax. Tottenham is in the finals. They're playing against Liverpool, an all-England final in the Champions League. I thought it was Ajax. Ajax. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ajax is what you use to clean your bathtub. <laughs> uh, but but it continues on, right? I mean, they're, they're, these leagues just cycle through. I mean, this is a year-round thing that you follow religiously. Well, it does. But this summer, normally each summer is is more tournament-based, where it's international leagues that play in the summer. So the teams that, you know, they the, the players leave their – perspective, you know, leagues and their club teams to play on their international, you know, team. So all the tournaments usually run every summer where the World Cup's every four years, the Euro Cup is every four years, but they, they happen every two years um, where you could see them live. And then on the years that there isn't a World Cup or Euro Cup are the other qualifying tournaments like the CONCACAF Cup we had last uh, two years ago, and then this year we have the Gold Cup. So there, there are tournaments running all year round. There's so many leagues going on. There's such an edge. But, you know, soccer is great. But I don't know, I don't know if you watched the draft lottery last night. I was pretty excited. Um, this is the first year where it actually made the draft lottery exciting. What did you think about that? I knew the result. I did. I, if you want to speak to it, go ahead. I was watching the hockey and, I, and on social media was following along and was getting updates, but I did not watch it, but I did hear people saying it was better. So explain exactly what happened. Well, in years past, basically, the teams that finished with the worst record in the NBA usually had the best probability of getting the top pick. 
you would have more balls when they do the lottery. But they changed it this year where basically they're making it so next year you won't want to tank are, your team. You're not going to exactly. tank. You're not going to do a Miami Marlins, right? Where he's basically just tanking. Yeah, you know, the, the best team that misses the playoffs. <laughs> basically, right. they basically said the worst three teams in the NBA have an 85 percent chance not to get the number one pick. Right. So going into next year, teams will play a lot differently, and they're not going to tank it. So, but with uh, the big. The big, big blockbuster attraction coming into the league, Zion, the guy that blew his shoe out, we talked about it a few months ago, is going to the Pelicans, which I well, believe has a potential to keep Anthony if, Davis If there. Davis stays now. Well, I think even if he doesn't stay, they're going to get a lot of decent pieces for him in return, and that's going to build a nice uh, foundation for Zion because Zion in itself – is already coming in with so much hype. So he's one of those LeBron James generational type players. So even if they lose Anthony Davis, which 50-50 at this point, that they're going to lose him, they're going to get some pieces in return to build that foundation around Zion. But, I mean, right now what I'm seeing, you know, the Grizzlies are at a two spot. They're going to get that kid John Morant from Murray State, which is fantastic. He's a Russell Westbrook type hybrid player. Um, I think it's a great young guy to to replace Mike Conley that's been there for many years. And then the Knicks get the the kid from Kentucky, right? No, the the Knicks are going to go with R.J. Barrett, the kid from Duke. I'm sorry, R.J. Barrett, yeah. Right, so they're going to go with Barrett, and with all the cards, you know, if everything goes to plan, they've been talking about this for a while, that Durant is going to go to the Knicks. So, you know, Durant and R.J. Barrett seem like a good combo. I don't know how good the Knicks are with Basically, the rest of their players, they've just been so bad for so many years. Um, and then we got the Lakers getting that kid, Jared Culver, that played an amazing tournament for Texas Tech. So the, the top four or five picks are pretty good this year. I mean, every other year it's been like maybe one or two best players, and the rest of the guys kind of tail off a lot of parity. But this year it's very top-heavy with the top four picks. So, I mean, like I said, the Pelicans – definitely won the sweepstakes let's just see if they could keep uh, anthony davis because of zion coming to town all right boys baseball well we got the houston astros on a seven game winning streak uh other than that we got a lot of teams right there nothing going on and john you guys have always been great at identifying those winning and losing streaks uh and and right now uh, nothing much has happened well we got the rangers have lost five but you want to try to get on board these things early yeah, and you and again, like I said, you have to going back to the tanking issue is when you look at a team like Miami, you know, it is unfair if you apply it, if you make it applicable to all sports. I mean, you talk about people use strong terminology, oh, this game must be fixed or this game must be rigged. And I was watching an interview on a real sports where Derek Jeter was being interviewed and they were saying, you know, you're going to try to tank your team. And no, no, they're, they're putting their best foot forward every time they go out on the field. I believe that, I don't believe there's a conspiracy to tank these teams, but what I do believe is that if you're, the, the management might have, have the motivation not to put the best well, players that's just it. forward. Right, so it's not that the team that's actually only one. Well, if you're if you're an athlete, if you're a, if you're a player, right, and and you're spot on, it's it's organizational. But if you're a player, you're not going out there to spit the bit. You're playing for yourself, and you're playing for money. 
Right, and when you look at teams like, uh, well, just we'll go through them. All the teams that are last in their division: Baltimore's fourteen and twenty-six, and Kansas City's fifteen and twenty-seven, and Oakland's nineteen and twenty-six, and Miami's ten and thirty. Obviously, the worst team. Uh, Cincinnati's eighteen and twenty-four, and San Francisco seventeen and twenty-four. When I look at the San Francisco's, when I look at the at the, at the Cincinnati's. When I look at the uh, the Oaklands or, or even the Kansas City uh, Royals or the Orioles, what I see amongst those teams is you have a shot of making money with them on certain individual days. Just like last week when I said take the Orioles on the radio, you can listen to the archive show plus one and a half, and they at home it's a strong stat. Guess what? They lost by one in twelve innings, so they did they did cover that bet. Um, but the thing is, when you look at certain teams like Miami where you just know that part of the corporate culture, that's an edge. That's an unfair advantage a better has. Because basically, if you're a better and you're betting on Miami, you should never make another bet again. I'm not saying you should bet against them every night, but there is no edge. I mean, this team literally, clearly is like a, a triple-A team. 40 games have passed. They're 10 and 30. And, again, when you look at the money and you look at the difference in the hustle – they're ten and forty, and on the season, you're minus thirteen hundred and eighty-four dollars. If you bet every one of those games to win a hundred bucks, you take a team like the Orioles, who's fourteen and twenty-six, and because they know there's not that tinking in the back office, there. You know where you stand right now, Brian? You're down eleven bucks. You're down eleven bucks on the Orioles, and you're down almost fourteen hundred. Wrap your head around that math. You're talking about a team. That's that's winning games when they're a big dog. You're talking about a team that's they've been a favorite one time. They're one and zero. As I told you, when these teams flip the script, they're usually going to win when they're not supposed to take that role. And every other game, they're hanging. They're down 13 games as a dog. They're 13 and 26, and you're down 11 bucks. Who are some of the teams? Are well, let me ask you this: Are there certain teams? And I know you, you spread it out, and every game's a snowflake, and I get all that. But are there, do you, both of you find, are there teams, and, and you allude to the Orioles, it's in your backyard, you follow them, but are there certain teams that you feel you've got a really good read on, and they're kind of more of a go-to team for you? Are there well, a handful well, of those? Go-to, so go-to go, well, go go or go-against, or, because you're reading Yeah, right, 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 right. So I would say I have a pretty good read on the Orioles. I have a pretty good read on when I'm going to get value with a team that's only down 11 bucks. The irony of, of this team being down 11 bucks, which is a really flip of the script, is they're known to have a, you know, if the fan base still comes out, we're a baseball, we, you know, we wear our Orioles shirts whether they win or whether they lose, so they always get the fan love. They're down $686 at home. The value so far this season is there. You're plus six. Hundred and seventy-five bucks with the Orioles on the road. They're a little more, for whatever reason, they're getting the job done. Those thirteen wins, the majority of those thirteen wins are on the road, not at home. Um, so I do, I do have a good feel for a team like that, where it's not information or algo based. It's more watching the teams, knowing the pitchers a little more intimately, not personally, but just you know, reading the local media, watching stuff that you're not going to get in other states you wouldn't be looking at. And then you have other teams where you just know you're going to pay a premium. 
Houston, you know, they're 28 and 15. And again, that's the thing. When you go from the top to the bottom in baseball, and right now we're approaching June 1st, uh, all-star break is July 9th, so we got a little while before the midway through the season. But when you look at the teams that are, are, are number one in their division, the opposite, take Tampa Bay and take the Yankees. They're basically running neck and neck. Uh, minus 153 and $70, because again, all that favorite money. Tampa 20 and 13 is a favorite. Yankees 20 and 11 is a favorite. So what does that basically mean? These teams are running at less than 50% as favorites. Uh, the value of both of these teams has been when can you find Tampa and the Yankees in a dog spot? Tampa's 5 and 2 as a dog. The Yankees are 4 and 5. They're basically even as a dog. Down one game, you're plus money. So this is, you know, we're, we're, look, yesterday we had Minnesota, which was well, a game that we liked. They're 26 and 15. And they're profitable. They're one of the very few teams profitable on the road as well as at home. But, again, even these top teams in their respective divisions, they're not profitable. I mean, the Houston Astros are 28 and 15. You're up $128 because they're 28 and 13 as a favorite. Uh, So 27 and 13 is a favorite. So it gets really tough, which is why you have to institute and implement the run line in, in the plus run line is to your value as we spoke about and the the not the the minus one and a half is really to your detriment most people listening to this show they love to take the favorite and convert them into a dog they love to lay the one and a half points and because they more return which usually costs them money i mentioned teams let me ask you this are there because i i've done this in the past honestly i'm doing the work everybody's running at the numbers are the line makers are so good at the money. So here's the difference. Right now, the favorites are 368 and 244 in MLB straight up. That's after not counting any of the girl the games today. 368 and 244. So we're we're talking in this 162 game season. You know we're 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 talking 612 games were completed as of last night. So you have a 60 percent edge to the favorites. So what they what they do is they still need to get that fifty percent. They mitigate that with the money line. So again, it's very hard to be betting on good. Look, your edge if you're listening and you don't want to purchase any information from any type of service is look for the losers to bet on, not the winners. Look for the teams in the bottom of their division. The value is just not there on Tampa Bay. It's not there on the Yankees. It's not there on Cleveland. It's well, not well, there well, okay, on Houston. So, so we're talking about, and I get it, but we were talking about the teams. But the uh, aspect of this, obviously, are the starting pitchers are different each and every day. Uh, so maybe the question should have been posed better in maybe are there certain pitchers that, you know, you say, uh, you know, I'm steering clear of this guy or this kid's a gas can. And you're saying I'm going to either fade him or play over in overs in the first you five and me, a half innings. You know me, now. You, now so really, no. So you know, again, it's something we could institute. But for us, people want to get on with their life, place their bet, and forget it. You know. So I would say no. The the answer is no because again, all the value we're looking at is on the dog side, and again, that usually means that starting pitcher isn't going to be there anyway. Um, and so, you, it, again, that stuff gets mitigated by the fact that if the edge that we find that we see is in-game live wagering, remember, 60%, and again, that number will be closer to 50% by the end of the season. 
it's extraordinarily high right now, 368 and 244. If you're betting all the favorites, you're basically probably up or down a couple bucks. And if you're betting all the dogs, so that's the difference. Wrap your head around, instead of against the spread 50%, you're probably 50%. Right now, if you bet every favorite or if you bet every dog right now, you're probably sitting at about 50%, obviously losing a little juice on both sides of the equation. So you really, this is much more a sport of picking and choosing your spots. And again, looking at the value in home teams, which is where there's a clear edge. That, it, that doesn't change week to week. Even though you have... Um, you have the dogs that have such a huge edge right now in baseball. The edge, if you're a guy and you're just going to handicap baseball, don't look at pitchers. Basically say, I'm not going to lay anything over 150. Cross everything else off the board. That's a start. Second thing is look for home opportunities because your home dogs right now, they're 81 and 124. So if you bet every – and that means winning outright. They're 81 and 124. You're probably – getting a, the edge, the differential, that's 39%. Away dogs are 163 and 244. Ironically, it's exactly 40% on both sides. The point is is that the, the edge is going to always be to the dogs, but now when you switch it, like what I told you last week, to the plus one and a half, the home dogs are winning 56% of the time. So now it takes you to 229 and 170. I'm sorry. 55% of the time. If you bet every team plus one and a half, you're now 347 and 274. So you, you've got to institute and change what the market will give you. The line maker's edge in, in basketball and in football is they're going to get you with 50% on the spread. But they're going to also try to get you with 50% on the money. They know the average score is going to chase the teams that are in the top of their division. And again, this whole like pitcher thing and it is a thing because to me again I go back to if they're not going to be in the fourth quarter it's meaningless unless you're doing the first five innings Yankees were on this uh, crazy winning streak they're 24 and 16 you know what they are at home minus 70 bucks Brian minus 70 dollars all that Yankee hoopla they're minus 70 bucks at home he's on a roll Mike the, the numbers the numbers the hits just keep on coming man they always keep on coming. I mean, it's it's good. It's good to have excitement. It's good to have. He's always pumped every time for the show. He comes in here two hours do, early. Prep. Does he ever? Does he ever have a quiet day like me? You no, know, John's yeah. qu- John's quiet today <laughs> in the office. You only heard him two hours ago. <laughs> it's a funny. Listen, thing I'll have eternity to be quiet. But in the meantime, <laughs> we got money to make for our clients. You know what they say? You know, uh, you'll sleep when you're dead. Here, here's the here, here, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm so passionate about the fact that most people don't even are not even aware with the internet that they can Google these stats. And I'm getting, look. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not running computer programs. I'm not going to tell you how I'm getting them. But I'm going to tell you it's not that hard. If you want to find all the information that I'm giving you, Brian, it's there. And you know what it costs? Zero. Yeah, that's right, but, but the information's one thing. How to sort through the chaff is the, is the hard part. Well, the, so the, the whole point of what I'm passionate about is the education factor of that guy. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. We get guys that call here all the time. We have a guy who calls us from Vegas last week. He says, I got two phone apps. He says, <laughs> I'm going to use one app just for your plays. 
and I'm going to use one app uh, just no. for my play. Well, you know what? That's a good, that's think, a good that's a good thing for you to prove a point. Well, so wait. So <laughs> at the end of the week, Mike texts me. He goes, "Man, you must really be enjoying." He goes, "I'm doing much better in your app than in my ma- in my." Well, that's app. that's so, actually you should get more people to do that. So I call him up and I say, "What? My goal is not to get you to have confidence in my app that you're, you're putting my plays in. My goal is to get you to not even have your own app." And he said, "You know, but I enjoy it." And it's I know, but it, there's got to be an element of discipline. You enjoy losing or knowing that your edge is nothing. It's fifty. Literally, if I said to somebody, to, so if I guy when they get off work, listen. Don't read anything in the newspaper. Don't look on gambling Twitter. Don't go on to ESPN. Don't watch any of the, the podcasts or listen to this radio show. Just flip a coin. You'll do better. <laughs> they would think I'm insane. This is what the information bears out, that when you're betting on your own, you might as well save yourself the aggravation of being your own independent handicapper because the odds are the line makers are so good at what they do, whether it's the money line or... Or whether it's the spread, and I keep coming back to that's what makes me passionate is that, yes, horse racing is a different bird. Golf, I want to get to golf real quick. This wait, guy wait, wait, who no, won wait. the million dollars. I, I'm so proud of you. I mean, you what? literally are burning through the entire edition of Freebird. Um, we put on Leonard Skinner's Freebird. Listen, what? real quick. No, what do you think about we still Tiger time. this weekend? Uh, but what we'll, do you think about Let's talk that? about the golf, and we'll come back and talk about the golf. Let's do it. Let's do that. We'll take a timeout. SportsInsiderRadio.com. He is fired up. You want to get hold of John and Mike, uh, you can simply give him a shout. 800-209-1679. Back on Sports Insider Radio shortly. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club 
play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, we're back with you here. Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. John and Mike standing by, 800-209-1679. 209-1679. Heading back. And heading towards the top of the hour with the boys. So you're going to watch the golf this weekend, the PGA second major? Well, I want to know what you think. All my friends are sending me these exotic lottery ticket bets. I'm not asking for selections. What I want to know is the guy that won that million-dollar bet, he put 100000 on Tiger in Vegas to win the Grand Slam. So I just want to know what's your what do you feel about that wager, and then we can move on. But I just want to know what you thought of that. Uh, the wager, no. Uh, this week, Probably not, and it's not like a big leap. I mean, can Tiger win? Certainly. Uh, it, it, yeah, honestly, it's something he's experiencing now, and he's a different cat, right? I mean, he's comfortable in his own skin, steely nerves, and all this. Well, you know that Masters thing. When guys win their first major, a lot of guys they get that first major, they vaporize, they disappear forever. You know, I mean, it takes some years to get back on the beam, and, and get, it's just—it's such a letdown after winning that thing. And I would say this to you: He hasn't played since the Masters. Freshness can be an asset, but it's this big airs out of the balloon, this great win, wins in front of his kids. Then he goes and gets the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh, you know, I mean, he is still a human being. Yeah, you're asking an awful lot for him to come up and follow it up this time. I I think he'll play well, but I I think there's a lot of guys coming in here with some current form that you got to look at. Mike uh, was all into the Tiger scenario. Um, I mean, it was like the in-game live betting odds, and that's the whole thing. What I learned from that whole scenario was you really have an edge on the last day with the live betting because the the lines were moving so quick that if you have yes. the ability to take advantage and listen, you don't really need to be in a rush to bet before well, Thursday. Well, let me tell you something. No, exactly not. And, you know, the best time to bet is Friday, Friday night. And after they get 36 holes under their belt, uh, now here we go. Everybody's cut from the same cloth because on Thursday, Friday – you have morning and afternoon tea times, and sometimes, pending the weather, some guys get the best of the draw, some guys get the worst of it. But they get 36 holes under the belt. You get to see him play a little bit. I would say this to you. Uh, the, can he win? Absolutely. I'm not playing him at 8-1. to one. You know it, what, what you want, if you wanted to bet Tiger, you're sitting there hoping on Friday night he's four or five shots back and he's 20-1. to one or 25 to 1, and then you bet him and he has a big day on moving day, and then they start thinning the herd and he's in contention on Sunday. So a lot of times, on the chalky aspect, of, I think the, the a defined strategy should be look for higher-priced guys to start the tournament, then look for quality golfers that are just off the pace, and then you get them at a higher price than they were when the tournament started. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and Mike is uh, Mike lo- is all about the in-game live. He sits here, he watches the soccer. Soccer is another interesting thing, in-game live. But I wanted to say one thing to you. I know you know you say I'm all fired up, but the passion comes from this. 
with the legalization of sports betting, a lot of people are listening to this show that never have even wagered before. Understand that today is May 15th. So that means a month ago was the day you paid Uncle Sam. I want everybody to listen and understand. These states that are making it legal, it's an additional tax. It's not like you're done paying on April 15th. You're paying on April 16th, 17th, 18th if you don't have an edge. It's so hard to beat this game and to think that you're going to beat these numbers. And I think that this year I've proved it with large samples of data. If you're new or you've just been doing this for a short time or you've been doing this for decades, you're not going to beat these numbers. And, I mean, I even think you, Brian, when you look back and you see the data I throw at you, when you look at the two-game differential and the six-game differential, it is kind of crazy to think that people think that they have an edge going with one side or the other when it winds up being completely 50-50 in the end. No, I mean, it's all again, it's all about you know picking your spots and knowing historical data uh experience matters and there's a human flair to it and obviously having an advantage if you think from a power rankings perspective it's there's so many things that go into it and there are so many different ways to do it and uh, some people are adept at it one way uh you know john you may approach it one way i approach it another mike approaches it a different way uh, but there are ways to be successful at it. Um, that being well, said, well, but I was going to say to Mike real quick on, on the like the golf and the soccer in the in-game wagering aspect of it. That's another. It's it's a whole new avenue of availability for players to dissect games, and this is also something that you guys offer. So I mean, that's that's what you want to get out there too. gentlemen yeah we're here no it's i mean it's easily obtainable you could make money doing it but it just takes a lot more effort from the client's part i mean it's you have to be available i mean we don't know when that strike is going to come when we're going to see you know we're watching every single pitch by pitch scenario in baseball and a lot of times we enjoy when a favorite is already down so that way we could grab them as a dog price especially if they're at home and it's not as easy as just looking at the board and seeing that, you know, a team that is a huge favorite that is down and just taking every single favorite that way in a live bet. But it, there's a lot more math and algorithms, and we just basically get alerted by our systems, and we just play it. So we're, just, we're basically just robots, but we're actually doing the work for you because AI is not allowed in a lot of these books. So we do this successfully, but again, this is more of the betting aspect of treating it like a business and not getting emotional where a lot of these guys, what happens is they wake up in the morning, and John touched on this earlier, they put in their own selections in their own account, and then they wait for us. Well, they wake up, they do it at 9 in the morning, it's the first thing they do, they drink their coffee, and then we have opposite sides that we like, and they won't play it because they don't like that team because they already played the other team in their other account. So they're basically costing themselves money by having an opinion in the matter. Or, for that matter, there's early games every Wednesday when we do this show, and we normally, unless there's an opportunity, we're not playing any early games if if we're not if the computers programs aren't telling us to play. So you know, if you had to play early games just to play early games, you're playing for all the wrong reasons. But you know, again, one thing I want to end on with the with the NHL, which I know you were busy watching. Well, I was gonna, I was going to tell you a quick story. Uh, just just on, on that topic, and, and do you remember the day? And this was no joke because I said it to you with all sincerity, and it, it was not offered.
but uh, this was about four years ago. Oh, when Detroit was down three nothing. It's about four or five years. It was four nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, four nothing. And right. you said to me. Uh, they were playing Buffalo, and you said, "Oh, I got a friend, and he's got this four-teamer, and it's paying a gazillion dollars, and he and he's got, and, he, and all he needs is Buffalo, and Buffalo's up four nothing at the at the end of the first period." And I told you, I said, "If it was available, I would bet Detroit with two fists." Right <laughs> at ten to one, down four, they came back and won whatever it was, six four seven right. four. So I mean, right. so well, yeah, so, so that in-game but- aspect of it's such a big deal. Right, exactly. And like I said, by the way, do you think Boston's going to win it? Boston's going to win it all or what? Oh, they're looking really good. We'll see what happens coming out of the West. What, I mean, was, the, what was the future's favorite on them in the beginning? Before oh, the I think they were the second choice in the East. Uh, I would, mm-hmm. They were probably 10 to 1 or maybe 8 to 1, maybe not not even that high. Cause, because Tampa, say Tampa Bay had you, taken a truckload of dough. Go ahead. I, I like helping everybody, including you. I appreciate Next that. season, just remember this. There's only one sport where there was a skew of 71% edge to one side or the other, Uh-oh. and that's that's the NHL team plus one and a half at home. It is the it is the highest return of any return of any sport. Period. We're talking but, about home dogs 270 and 119. But plus the but the pro, but the, the the only rub I would have with that that even if they're a home dog, uh, the plus one and a half they're still going to be minus I meant the a dollar. Plus do- one and a half is making them a dog. They're yeah, they're a money line favorite. They're still sure. minus a dollar ninety. All I'm saying is it's a lot of games to pick from where you're picking and choosing opportunities. You're still still talking about a huge. It, I mean, literally, I can't find that margin. Well then, then the only the only way the only way I would consider something like that, and that doesn't mean you can't do it. I've because I do it with first period overs and hook them up. It would be to use them in in some sort of parlay function. Yeah, but Vegas got sharp to that, and they make the money line high on every first period over now. Well, yeah, it's but that's well, like no, but 20, I understand that, but that's what I'm saying because I do that and do it do with uh, have to do it as a parlay. Right, you know, but I, I would think right. the same thing would exist with the plus one and a half. All right, man. We, we got final money, minute. Go ahead. Any more opportunities? So Mike's ready to rock and roll, and uh, I'm, we're, we're gonna we're gonna camp out at Pimlico Racetrack. You'll send us the winners, <laughs> and if you guys want to get the winners that are listening, call. We'll get you. Listen, you're always good to me, but I always get what every year I cash a ticket from you. No, nah, well, I, I'll give you the one right now. Owendale. Almost. Then I always have that almost cash where we had like three of the five, oh, or four of the five. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> so listen, I know. listen. What about this? What about this? Thirty seconds. Bet? We got thirty seconds. What's the chance they disqualify the winner of the <laughs> That would be amazing. That is dark. <laughs> that that is, is dark. That is dark. Listen, great information, Michael. Always pleasure, buddy. Uh, have a good week. Yep, we'll talk on Friday. Uh, and John, yep, we'll hook you up. We'll, we'll talk uh, ponies a little bit. I'll get hold of you boys on the phone, and you can get them, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. We love the information. We love having fun with Sports Insider Radio every Wednesday. And give them a shout, 800-209-1679, and we'll do it again next week. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. 
A 16-year-old accused of shooting her classmates at a school in Colorado will be tried as an adult. The 16-year-old is charged with first-degree murder as an adult. And there are a bunch of other charges that did not come up in open court that I can't discuss. Castle Rock, Colorado District Attorney George Brockler announcing the upgrade.